All right, welcome back uh, to Black Girl Magic. Um, we're doing a pretty quick follow-up um, episode to last week's episode. Um, so last week, we invited a lot of the boys to come in and uh, join us. Uh, the conversation originated around the question of why black boys do not generally ask black girls to prom, but as those of you who have listened to our previous podcast, um, revealed this was not really a conversation about prom. Um, the discussion circled a little bit more on the girls' feelings on uh, them perhaps being overlooked and undervalued in our community and how uh, the young black men sort of play into that narrative. Um, there's been a lot of reaction to the podcast, a lot from faculty uh, and staff and from students. Um, personally, I've had friends call me um, about this podcast and all three members of my family uh, called me separately to talk to me about the podcast, and they had a lot of questions. <laughs> um, but who I think we really need to hear from, and their voices were a little bit quieter on last week's episode, um, are the girls. Uh, so while we do actually have the boys here today, um, for us this is really about listening, um, listening to their perspectives and listening to their reactions on what they heard last week. Um, and I'm really curious, uh, to start with you all, and what were your thoughts um, and reaction to the things that the boys uh, revealed? There's a, a whole lot to unpack here. Um, going off of last podcast, well, last week's podcast, um, I was like really quiet, and I was just like, I don't know, I, I was just like thinking a lot the whole time, and some of the things that were said were like shocking to me, like how they didn't like that never like that thought process never crossed their minds and stuff like that. Like that was nothing. Like that was something I never had to think about. And I was like, is this something that's actually like genuine, or are they just saying this because we're on a podcast? And that made me like I don't know. That's what had me shape like my whole thought process in that situation because I was like, is this genuine? Um, I felt that, like, the boys did a lot of, uh, like, dancing around the question, if that makes any sense. Um, I feel like they, like, knew what the question was but weren't sure how to answer it because, like, it's it's a hard topic to talk about. Um, so I feel like by the end of the podcast there wasn't a clear answer to the direct question that, like, we were asked. Like, based off of what you just said, like, how they were dancing around the question... I heard a lot of uh, what they think, meaning like everybody else, when this conversation was supposed to be about what the boys think in general about us and like how they like if they respect us or how they feel about us. It's not just about prom, and like the fact that I got a lot of um, like what about every what everybody else thought. I started like it just gave me the idea is like oh maybe that's what you think too. So like. I didn't hear enough of like your personal opinion or if that is your personal opinion and that's that kind of made me feel some type of way. I'm, I'm curious. Um, Ty, in response to what you said, you said you weren't sure whether or not, you know, they were describing a lot of what other people's sentiments were, but you weren't sure if their sentiments were similar. I'm curious if, you know, regardless of whether or not they answered the question, did you all leave there thinking that their sentiments were that, you know, they don't feel like they're responsible or need to ask you all 
um, to dances. And there was a conversation at one point about a white girl essence and whether or not you all fit um, fit that description and whether or not they agree with that. I think someone tried to ask that question at one point um, and that question was never really answered. So I'm curious. Can you repeat that, like, just really quickly? Did you did you leave the pot, although the question was never answered. exactly answered, from your perspective, did you feel like they were saying, yes, we agree with these perspectives? Um, I felt like without really saying that they were, mm -hmm. by not saying that they weren't, they were saying and that they were. <laughs> like, it was implied. It was implied, like, because they didn't say, oh, no, like, we don't think that, and that's not, you know, by not saying that, like, I think low-key that to some extent they do agree with those sentiments. So I wasn't, like, in here in person, but I listened to last podcast, and I think there was a moment, Naj, when you were, like, um, wait, you were, oh, shoot, what I was going to say. Oh, well, I think what some of the things you're describing, especially with the white girl essence part of it, confirmed what my previous <clears throat> thoughts were <clears throat> looking the way I do and going to GA and talking about those characteristics and what and like I had always had those thoughts that that's how other people viewed us and I think that podcast kind of confirmed my previous thoughts which is weren't positive they were negative but now I think listening to that I was like yeah that is like I was right before that is the way people think of us yeah like not having that not fitting that essence yeah yeah, and for like them to be here, I I was I was waiting for like a moment where you you got like a positivity, but like it just like Costa confirmed all like the negative things we already had addressed and talked about before. Um, I know this is like a lot of like negative things I guess you could say, but um, I personally did appreciate them like coming and showing up, and I think that them sharing their thoughts, even though they may not have known exactly how to express it or like what to say, I think that them coming shows that like they do care. It's just like it's a just difficult topic to discuss. Right, like some of the stuff like there were some positives. I I think so, but like at one point, it got so bad that it almost seemed like condescending like oh I'm doing you a favor by taking you like because it sounded like because I'm so great that you need to go with me and like stuff like that it just it, it seemed to get worse I'm curious and this was a conversation that came up when I was talking to Kobe later um, and my mom asked me the same question she's like do you really feel like they were surprised that the girls felt this way and my mom said, she's like, if any of them have sisters or know any other girl or, you know, what have you, she's like, I just, she's like, I cannot believe that this is a, a surprise. And I think that for her, that was the thing that was most surprising. Um, and I was kind of surprised by that, too. So I was just curious to hear a little bit more about yeah. you all's thoughts there. Um, I don't know if I would call it surprise. I think I would just call it ignorance because they didn't, I don't think they even thought about how we felt. Um and if they did, then obviously that would be no, an option. Were you surprised? Were you surprised? Were you actually surprised about the comments that were shared? Oh no, no, I wasn't surprised. Like, like I said, it confirmed. But I had previously thought. You know, my, my question was, was what she was answering is 
were they? So how did they feel about the boys? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I don't think they were surprised. Um. Again, I just think that they didn't think about how we felt. I was like going back to what I said first about like was it genuine, and that's what took me so long to speak in the first like the last podcast because I was like, is there really a way that you can be surprised when it, not that you hang out with us all the time, but you you've heard these things and we like we we're not like always quiet throughout the school like it's stuff that's like heard and like said around you like you have mothers there's no way that this is a, something that you've never had to like address well like not fully address because they're not female but not have to think about our process that there are people here like me of the opposite gender and there's like nothing else wrong with them like they're living fine um so there seemed to be a, a sentiment from the boys um and elijah said this at the, the end of the podcast that he wants to be supportive of you all and, and clearly their intention is not to be hurtful to you all. Um, but I think that sometimes people struggle with how to be supportive um, and, and knowing how to be supportive. I'm curious from you all's perspective, like what does that look like to you? Like what sort of support would you be looking for from them? How can they do that? Because um, sometimes I think you need a, a little bit of uh, encouragement and some suggestion and tools to sort of be proactive. Boys, there. do you think that's a fair question? Is that fair? Is that a fair question to ask? Yeah. Okay, they're saying yes. There's silence. Do you not know? See, my whole thing with that, with what you said, is that <clears throat> I'm afraid of like it being like what I guess what happened last time with the word pity kept coming around. Like, so I wouldn't want to. Like, it, the ideal case would be that the way we were treated would be, like, just like anybody else. Well, not anybody, but, like, people who, like, no, I don't want to say, hmm. like, we were treated, like, normal. It wasn't, like, you have to go out of your way to, I don't want to see, like, they have to go out like of their way. <clears throat> it should be, like, a, it should be like, like an everyday thing. thing. Like, yeah. it shouldn't be, like, a, you have to think twice about it to go out of your way to do it. Because then that almost makes it seem like, like I'm being pitied on. And that's not something that, that I would want to feel like. So, if, so, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's an actual thing that you can say to do. You just like it's like an instinct type of thing. It's like in the moment if you see something happening or something's going on, like you have to be there for one another. And yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if this is like kind of answering the question, but um, like I remember when I came when I first came to GA as a freshman, um, I was a little taken aback because of like because I was a minority and, like, there weren't a lot of people like me. Um, but, like, the few people that were, like, black and I could relate to, like, I hung out with them. And I remember a lot of, mm. like, the white people here, when I wore my hair natural, they would be like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Like, how do you do your hair like that? Um, but then, like, on the flip side, it would be the opposite from, like, black, not well, yeah, like, I could say some black boys, not all of them. Um, which I felt like was kind of weird because I come to this school. So, what, do you, what were their reactions? Like they would say that it looked weird or like, why do I have my hair like that? Mm -hmm. And again, not like all black guys, but just showing like some of them would kind of make me feel like a certain type of way. Um, like when I'm expressing myself and like being myself. Mm -hmm. um, whereas it's kind of weird because like all the white people would think like the total opposite. But I don't know if that like... 
just want to just from a male a male perspective. Um, I think I was uh, um, blessed to have three sisters, and I think uh, and have a very strong mother um, who very much bucked against the traditional Nigerian <clears throat> way for women to be. Um, one of the ways I think that that where black men need to first of all is first thing is awareness, right? One of the things that I think black men need to understand is that when there is a travesty that involves black men, i.e. Trayvon Martin, i.e. Michael Brown, things of this nature that's been happening over and over again, it's really black women who show up every single time. <clears throat> black Lives Matter would not be anything without black women, right? The election, who, vote, who overwhelmingly um, uh, showed up to vote? Black women. <laughs> right? And so over and over again, uh, you see these examples when, when there is something that needs awareness, that anything where we see black men being um, railed against or, or being subjugated in some kind of negative fashion, it usually is black women who show up, who show up in small and large ways. And I think that needs to be reciprocated also in small and large ways. And so in a small way, you know, even how we talk to one another, I think. I think if we did an, I think if black men did an audit of how they talk about women in general, especially black women, and like I said in the last podcast, in, in locker rooms and cars and group chats, and really audited that, I think we will, we will be shocked and appalled how we casually degrade black women. And I think it's time for us to show up in those small places and being like the person who says that's not cool, or um, being the voice in the room that is enlightening of friends. And in large ways, right, what's happening with BSA uh, here? Let's just keep it all the way real here. Who, has kept, who have kept BSA afloat for many years? Women, black women. And I think it's time for, I think it's time for, especially, especially in a space like, I'm talking, I'm sorry, but I just want to make sure I say this in regards to the male perspective. Especially in spaces like this one, Again, I had my numbers wrong last time. I said 77%, 80% white, white people here. Um, <clears throat> we, and we, and, and, and not, that's no shade towards that. But it's a very hard thing to be of that other you know, 7%, to be in that, to walk these halls every single day and knowing that you have to be the advocate for your race and you, or you have to, in some ways, uh, uh, cheerlead for your race or, or be the one that's going to add nuance to the perspective of black men and women. It's a lot. It's draining. That you need spaces like the Black Student Alliance. You need those spaces to not only to kind of hug each other and show love, but it's actually an incredibly powerful safe space for you all to strategize about the things we're talking about, right? And for I, I think we've, we ha we've gone away. We think that, oh, we don't need it because we're, we're fine. Um, we're fine, we're, we're trying to survive. I, I would push it back against that. And where can black men show up in those large situation clubs and, and programming to show, to show um, other black boys, younger black boys, what it means to show up uh, in the same way that black women, ha women have naturally shown up since the dawn of time, as far as going back to slavery, going back to the civil rights movement. You see women over and over again showing up for black bodies, male bodies. And so... Um, that's what I would say from a, from a, from a male perspective. Is how, what are, this is not about when you see a black girl in a hallway hugging them. 
<clears throat> or asking them to semi or asking them to prom, but what are some very small ways that we can show up and what are some kind of larger ways that we can show up? And I think that's that would be an important first, second, third step to building the kind of community um, that is supportive of black men and black women. And I think also, sorry I'm talking, but I'm like getting all passionate, but I also think that <clears throat> it would it will sh it will show also the majority group that we are a strong community. Like, and I think that message needs to be sent too, that we are a community that is not going anywhere, that we support one another, and that we're going to be a force here too, and we're going to be leaders. And I think that message needs to be seen because I I worry from an administrative point of view. I hope it doesn't get me in trouble, but I worry that I worry that. I worry that I, I worry that the dominant language about us in general is, you know, diversity and whatever that means. But <clears throat> which is great, but I feel like we need to do we have to show up in ways that honors and highlights our humanity. And one of those ways is for black boys to show up for black women. That really shows our humanity and celebrates it. Um, Ooh. Titty's always always dropping the knowledge. Um, I no, I totally agree with that. And I to sort of add to that point, and again, then I'm gonna pass the microphone back to you because it's like all these adults talking sorry, right sorry. now. Um, it was very interesting. I spoke to a, a lot of women, actually from a lot of different interact schools over the weekend, um, who listened to the podcast, and many of us uh, myself included, went to predominantly white high schools, and I think there was a lot of dismay that they felt like these conversations are the same exact yeah. conversations um, that we were having in high school. The How this conversation played last week, I was like, oh my God, I graduated from high school like 12 years ago, and I could have had the same exact conversation when I was in high school. Um, so I think that to the point that uh, Chitty made was that you know it has to be more than that because the same thing keeps happening yeah. over and over and over and over again. Um, and we continue to be minorities in these spaces and it's so important for you guys to support each other. Um, so I do think that that's really important because the narrative won't change. The narrative has not changed since I've graduated from high school and I think that you all can do it. You, you're so much more mature <laughs> than I was when I was in high school, but um, Is it possible it's to, stuff to, to think about. To ask the, ask the boys, what are you thinking about through this whole process? Like, what are you, like, your first time here, what were some of the thoughts you are in your head after hearing all this stuff? Well, to be honest with me, with my whole situation, going back to how the podcast went last week, I mean, with, with me, I actually took a black girl to prom. Um, I know she didn't talk that much, but Anaya Branch, I actually went with her to prom. So, I mean, that that's the whole situation for me. It's not really that big of an issue, but I can see a lot where the girls are coming from with their perspectives on how it might make them feel or how they're being pitied on if if um, if guys are, if the black guys are asking them. And I can see where that comes from because I can see because I know being a black boy at Germantown Academy, just how the thought process goes with a lot of the guys, and they feel that they might have to ask a white girl, or if they take a black girl, it might feel a little bit weird because of how it is and how they'll look and how much they'll stand out. Mm -hmm. So I can see a lot of where the, the mindset is coming from in, in their thought process and stuff like that. Well, first of all, like, 
I'm really happy that I'm like I'm here just to hear like their perspective on things because like, after like after like the last podcast and this podcast like it's really sort of, like starting to open my eyes even more because like, I mean I already knew like they had a heart and like they felt a type of way about like about like a lot of situations but like just hearing like just hearing it in depth like and like and just sitting here hearing it it's like I don't know, I'm starting to feel like a little bit more passionate about things now I feel like like we definitely do have to do a better job just in general so like like we definitely do have to start like making an effort. Like, 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 just like a better effort overall. Uh, yeah. So, like, to go along with Elijah said, I agree with that 100% that we do need to make a bigger effort. And then also, like, hearing like everything, like, some of the girls speak today, and hearing them say how, like, like, I, like, since we didn't really reassure them last week that like we have their backs completely, like 100%. Like that, just like that makes me feel like not bad about myself, but like makes me feel like I need to do more personally. And, like, I just want you guys all to know that, like, speaking, like, for all the black boys here, we, like, we have you guys back 100% no matter what, whatever happens. Like, we're always here for you guys. Come talk to us whenever we need you. It's, like, whenever you need us. And, like, we're all here for you. And also, I think it's, like, I think it's a good thing that, like, in these meetings, like, I think I think it's good that, like, we sit here and listen rather than, like, think about, like, 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 uh, like what we want to say, what we're going to say. I kind of, I kind of feel... I feel I'm, like I'm happy that I just said, like I'm just sitting here and listening, just thinking about things because I think I don't know. It just makes me like it. Just I don't know. I can't I can't even explain it. Like it just feels good just to sit here and just listen to like how they feel about things. I guess. Nah, I agree with everything that you guys just said. It's like because like for us, like just going through the regular school day, I feel as though. It's like little things that the girls do look at and expect us to like support them. And to us, like we do, it's like it's might not seem like a big deal to us in the moment, but like just like how Avery said, like just wanted to let you not guys know that we do have your backs. If you need to talk to us anytime, like we got you. It's like we just hope that we didn't make you feel uncomfortable or like left out in any way. That was never our intention. I don't know just I was just talking to Kobe on the side like just wondering like why is it weird for a Two black, black people, people to go to, to dance together yeah. that was just my I mean you don't have to I guess I don't want to like seem like I'm attacking anybody but like why is that weird like people go to prom together um yeah I like that's a good question because it's not weird for two white people to go to prom like, yeah, it's not weird for two white people to go to prom, but I think it is for black people because um, that's not usually what happens because it's been established already that a lot of the black guys most likely will ask a white girl. Then that means that that becomes the norm, and when that's the norm, something outside of the norm, like a black guy asking a black girl, like, it gets weird or people might, like... um like do a double take at that kind of because it's outside of the norm that has already been established um so it's kind of hard to break and plus we're the minority so it's not yeah um so <laughs> um, so yeah um yeah like basically because that's not the norm it's harder to break the norm and when you try to go against the norm it's like people look at you a little funny or might think that it's weird and on top of that we're the minority and there's not a lot of us here anyway
ahead. I mean, I get it. It might be like a little bit overwhelming, especially because even when we are we are just together, even as friends, people always assume that there is automatically a relationship just because we're two black people together or like, I don't know, there's just a lot of things assumed and I can understand that sometimes it's a little weird, but like you shouldn't really care what anybody else says. Just one more point. I feel like it's it's just a culture that the GA community builds up and um, where it's just seen as like if if two black people are to go together, like some would be totally different or like they'll they'll just stand out more. And I feel like it's, it's as if black people feel like they just don't want in a way, not trying to like dime out anybody, no, but no. They, they don't, the, the white people in a way don't want us to be as comfortable as we, we really can be around people of our own color mm. and people of our own, our own skin and people that are like us, that have the same culture as us, that desire the same types of music as we do and stuff like that. I feel like they, in a way, in the back of their minds, don't want us to feel that type of comfortability around everybody. And whereas you see, in a, in another in another in another school and stuff. I mean, wow, wow, wow. That's oh, okay. Whoa. Um, so y'all, okay. So I have a kind of a follow up question to that. Do you think, sort of going back to what is perceived as being normal and what is not being perceived as normal? Do you think that in this community, kind of what's behind that is a push for you all to assimilate? And so for you to assimilate means for you to be able to adapt and integrate mm -hmm. into majority culture, and that becomes then acceptable to you all. And so if you are then going with a black person or some, you know, or doing that and having your own, I mean, y'all were having your own little side party. I was watching it. I was enjoying it at prom. Um, but if you have that, <laughs> if you have that going on, then that's sort of you pushing away from the assimilation of the majority culture of GA. Is that kind of what you're trying to say? One thing to put on to that, um, like Ms. Greenwich was saying, it was just, um, like, I feel like that, in a way, they're, they're, they're trying to kind of break us down un unintentionally, but at the same time, it's bringing us together and bringing us closer in ways that, that the black guys have to first step out of their comfort zone, in a way, and break away from the culture that the white people are putting off. But um, if, if we are the ones to step out of our, out of our comfort zone and uh, ask the black girls then at dances like this and proms like this and stuff, we can, we can come closer together and in a way break that culture that is being put off yeah. and then, then, then raise up into, yeah. into more power in, yeah. in, in situations. Really, yeah. Really, yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. Um, I was just going to really quickly say that, like me personally, I feel like that um, not to downgrade why anybody like got into GA or anything, but a large portion of like the black people here is like because you know they need to feel like diverse and stuff. Even though we're like not really that diverse right now, so I feel like I feel like um, yeah, a part of that, like a big part of that, is because GA has to be diverse. Um, so in that process of GA being diverse, it doesn't account for us as a community and us as a culture, which is why there's not a lot of room for us to be outside of that norm. And then within that diversity, these norms are established, like black guys taking white girls to dances, which makes it even harder for us to break them. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. 
I just, this isn't directly attributing to this, but, like, I'm glad that this is happening, but I'm also kind of irritated a little bit because, like, I'm leaving GA now and all of this starting to happen, but just, like, I appreciate this whole, this whole like, forum and all of it. It's, like, it's really going to help not just us, but, but the kids who are coming down from below because, like, like, imagining, me imagining coming, being being in GA from pre-K all the way through high school, I really feel like this will really make a difference because without it, it's, it's hard. So just like a little bit of sidebar. Thanks for this. That was like the best lunch I've ever had ever. Um, all right. Uh, so thanks again for this like very nice like joint conversation um, for our follow-up of Black Girl Magic. Um, thank you guys all for listening and participating and uh, we'll be back soon. All right.